guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today is the Money Vault segment, followed by my co-host, Brian Garita, and we're excited to hit you with some of the latest trends and some really interesting topics we want to talk about and share with you guys. Brian, hit it off, baby. Let's go. All right. So I want to start off with the first topic, and I think everyone right now, if you're looking to buy a home, you're feeling it. And basically, new home buyers are struggling to purchase their home in the current housing market, man. And I think it's a shame that this is happening right now. It's, it's something that people underestimated. Um, home, home ownership was something that a lot of people were downplaying. And now with the pandemic and everybody getting you know, their butts kicked with how high rent is, everyone's <laughs> running to buy a house. Bro, <laughs> let, let's be real. How much did they increase your rent by? Tell people. My, all right, guys. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I'm a real estate broker. Um, and I'll tell you this. I rent just because I use my money. And I'm going to put this in asterisk. I invest my, my capital into other, other places. I don't need to live in a home. I like to move around. Um, I consider myself like a nomad. I like to live in different places uh, within my city. Brian likes to change it up from time to time. I like to, to change it up from time to time. <laughs> um, but I want to say, but when I looked at my rent, when they were renewing it, I saw that it went up 600 bucks. And I know yours went up around that too. <laughs> 700 bucks. 700 bucks. And it's crazy what is going on right now in the market. But I want to say, I know when we opened up that email, <laughs> that email. Bro, I freaked out. We were like, holy crap. <laughs> bro. Bro, I freaked out. And you called me immediately. You're like, Anthony. <laughs> what is this? But, and, I'm, and then you're like, bro, get ready because they're going to send you some crazy shit your way too. But, but this is the thing, bro. I, I knew that this was going to happen because I already see how the market was going. And, we were, and I was telling you. Yeah, we've like, been talking about it. I was like, yo, Anthony, our rent is going to shoot up. I just didn't think it was going to shoot up. That's crazy. Six, I thought it was maybe bucks. like 300 bucks, 200 bucks. But, bro, six, 700 bucks? 600 bucks. And that's because of what happened the pandemic, yeah. man. Think about all these people that haven't paid. What sucks is this, and I'm gonna and I want to make this like like a thing for all these like landlords and these like communities. I know that it's a business, you know. At the end of the day, it's a business. But think about this: if you're punishing people who literally paid you throughout the pandemic, you know they they were paying you throughout the pandemic, and they were loyal and consistent, they weren't giving you a headache. How can you go around? And weren't even maybe even weren't even asking for a discount. Weren't even asking for we're a paying discount. The same rent. We're paying the rent. We're doing their thing. How are you gonna bump up their rent six hundred bucks? That's, That's a slap. To that the is face. disrespectful. Super disrespectful. That's disrespectful. It clearly shows you they don't care. No, they don't care. It's like they don't care. Like get out of the way. And I get it. It's a business. There was lost revenue. You're talking about two years of you know the pandemic. You know freezing the market because you know there's a lot of people that that took advantage of this bro like you know not paying rent i get it but for those who are loyal and consistent throughout the way i get there has to raise the rent but when you're talking about an increase like yeah. that like a 30 40 percent increase yeah i was about to say that's massive. you know for most people they're looking at that you know anywhere from a 20 well, percent to 30 like, percent how about the people who are not in a good position people who have lost their jobs or people who um they're trying to figure out how they're going to be able to get by. They're trying to figure out because also too, especially in our city, you know, oh, here my in Miami, disgusting. everything prices go up for everything in everything, hospitality, um, you know, restaurants, the club scenes, um, you know, entertainment, you know, doing activities, dude, prices have gone up and everything. Like Anthony. even one of the next topics we're going to talk about the coffee, bro. The like, coffee. No. Bro. And, and before we even skip it to that whole coffee thing, I'm going to say this. 
Bro, the other day I went to go get an espresso, all right? Um, I took one of our friends out to go get an espresso. Bro, I paid five bucks for a little shot of coffee. I'm not going out no more. I'm gonna make my own coffee in my house. What? This is crazy. And I get, and look, and I get what's going on. There's market, you know, supply issues going on. Um, there's a huge, you know, shortages going on here and there. I get it, man. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. I'll tell you right it, now. If, if you do not have multiple things going on for you, you are no. screwed. You're screwed. You're screwed. Wages. Think about this. There, everyone on TV is like, oh, the great resignation. People are leaving. Well, of course they're going to leave. How are you going to pay somebody 12 bucks an hour, minimum wage, seven bucks an hour? That doesn't make sense. I think minimum wage in Florida is going up. They voted for the $15 an hour. They voted for that increase. But I think, I don't know what it is, like what, $10 an hour? Something like that. How do you survive? How do you survive well, today's here? market, today's world? You, you can't. No, you can't survive. You can't. You can't survive. You're getting crushed. Yeah. Like, the ones who are, the middle class right now, even more so, is getting squeezed yeah, out. Yeah, they're the ones that are feeling it the most. They're feeling they're, it. They're the ones that are living paycheck to paycheck. Paycheck to paycheck. Think about the freedom that you have. And, and look, and I will say this. If you were able to refinance and get your home at, at a, you were able to get a good rate, you're making good monthly payments, but still, in Florida, the insurance has gone up, property taxes shot up, because think about it. Everyone and their mother wanted to move over here. Everybody. Everyone. Look at the New Yorkers. You look around in certain areas in Miami, and I remember townhomes would go for like 290, you know, Bro, and we're talking 275. About, we're, we're talking this was about, two years ago. We're talking about places that weren't even hotspots. Not even hotspots. Go and look, and I'll say this in, in this, in this, there's an area here in Miami called Kendall. You cannot find a single family home that's decent, that's below 550. Bro, how much were houses? When we were in high school, how much were houses going for in Kendall? Houses? Man, they were going for like 350, 400 around Max. there. Max. Max back then. And I get it, inflation, everything has shot and Obviously, up. you know, we were in high school, what, 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. But, bro. But, and this is the thing, and this is the thing that I tell people, like, and this is the thing that, that bothers me about programs, like, for new homeowners, okay? You have FHA and you have the VA and VA programs for veterans, okay? FHA, they just increased the limit here in Florida. In your state, it's different, but in so Florida, you can, you can qualify for a higher for a higher amount. They increased time. it the max like 460 ballpark around there. All right, think about this: if you're an FHA and you're going out here to buy, you barely can afford to live in decent areas here in Miami. Yeah. And here's the thing: we all know, bro, to buy something, what you're getting for what you're paying for is ridiculous. The, 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 the way it is, the way it looks, how outdated the quality is not even that great sometimes. No. Or most of the times. It is not. And this is the thing. And this Miami is one of them that's leading the race. You have Austin, Texas. Right now, there's huge. I know people say gentrification is a bad word. But, bro, that is there's happening across there's the country. That is happening right now and squeezing the middle class. You know, look, going into, like, meat, food prices. If you go out anywhere, it's just you and your partner. You get maybe a drink each. You're dropping a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's a hundred dollar night. And Easy. You, and you're not going. And watch out. You're not going and, crazy. And watch out. Hundred dollar night. Watch out. Watch that's out. Being lenient. No, that's being that's being very. Lenient. The other day I spent like three hundred and something bucks. Oh well, bro. I don't know where you go. <laughs> I don't know where you're going, man. <laughs> I think you should start cooking from home, bro. Jeez. You gotta start cooking from home, bro. Man, I'm, gonna cook, I'm gonna cook you a golden steak. Yeah, bro. Cook, yeah, man. With that. Be salt, babe, and put like a little bit I of that eat. salt, you know, the pink Himalayan salt there and just drop it, bro. 300 bucks. I mean, look, 
teach her own. I will out three hundred bucks. That's a little bit, you know. But I get it. It's a good time. I, so I don't. Good times before, or maybe one eighty. There you go. Max. Yeah, you man. know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Why am I not going on these three hundred dollars <laughs> dinners, bro? You're like, why don't you invite me? But invite me to these three hundred dollars <laughs> dinners, bro. I want to go eat with you. Shit, I didn't know you were dropping this much, bro. And we go out, bro. We we right, we split the bill. It's like twenty five bucks. It would have fifty dollar bill, whatever. Just water and food. That's all we need. As you go, you tell me, Anthony, I'm not paying. That. No, no, <laughs> no, bro. That's an insult. One hundred fifty bucks each. Get oh, out. Oh man. But but it's crazy, and I feel for everybody. You know, I know it's a, it's a tough topic right now, but if you're looking to buy a new home, what happens? And this is kind of like the messed up part of all this. So, the Federal Reserve, because inflation is going up, they're going to use what they have always done in the past, which is increase interest rates. That's how you're going to slow down inflation, right? Increase interest rates. When that happens and then we're going to see a drastic spike, theoretically, property values should drop because the amount of but, home you can afford, but, but the amount you can afford, happen? the amount of home that you can afford is going to be less. So your buying power is going to shrink. But like you said, how drastic of a drop is that going to be? Not drastic that much. In certain markets, you're, it's not, it's not. Maybe in certain in areas. You might see a, a little bit of a bigger drop than others, but dude, let's in, be honest. In Miami, Austin, Texas, it's, you're it's not going to be you're very minute. Very, very minute. If anything. Very minute. If anything. Because now what's happening is this. So now you're, what you're seeing now, what's going on in Austin, Texas, what's going on in Miami, and I want to touch this point, you got people who left California, Los Angeles, San Francisco, they went to Austin, they bought their, their property, their getaway property. And then they're going back to California. Mm -hmm. and then, but they're now they're renting those homes out to the residents there. And now you're having the same issue happening in Miami yes. where the people from New York come down here. They love it. And don't get me wrong. Hold up. Don't get me wrong. They love Miami. Now this is their vacation home. They just bought all these properties up. Now they're going back to New York to live. But now they're renting a home yes. in Miami. You just banged up the market. Yeah. Or, not, or even what we were talking about the other day. That some people are just buying them and nobody's even living in them. Yeah. They're not even being rented. They're just being held as an asset. Yeah, that's exactly what's so going on. So you're having empty apartments or have empty um, houses. But that's different, though. That right there, that right there, that's in the more luxury high end. That's where that's happening. And, and to, to give a little bit more uh, behind the scenes behind that conversation, I, I've been working with clients now that are moving here that are you know high net worth individuals that they're looking to diversify their portfolio and they're buying um, apartment units here okay, that they're not even living in, they're not even renting out, they're just buying it and holding it because they want to have a store of wealth. That's it. They don't really care. They're just buying it as its own asset class and that's it. That's, we're seeing that more in high-end luxury condos where they're building that out. A lot of those units are vacant. But in residential, in these areas, you're, you're seeing them being rented out. Um, you're seeing those being rented out. Yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. It makes sense because you have to have a lot of money to do some crazy shit like that where you can just buy it and not rent it out. You better have a lot of money. That's uh, what I'm saying. How can you even rent it yeah, out? You're like, storing your wealth. You're just storing, you're storing your, your wealth. wealth. That's it's, really what it is. But a lot of people are trying to do that now because of all the shit going on. They want to store their wealth in places that they know it's going to be secure. Yeah. Now, because there's, there's, right now we're in an area too. There's, there's a lack of security in your, in your money. And in your wealth, huge. depending on where you put it. Huge, huge lack of security, huge. And where do you put your money? Where do you move it? You know, well, that's where your people investing in NFTs and crypto uh, and they're investing in all these other stuff, Web3, 
you know, all this stuff in the blockchain technology. But this is the thing that is, it's it's true, right? It's, it goes back to the top. We were saying, is it a bubble? Is it this? Is, how, why? Because there's so much hype around it. I think I, this is the way I look at it. If there's attention now, make the attention. Get the going where the attention's at. If you want to do a, a quick project flip, or you want to invest in it and take your money out, go ahead and, and, and bite on the attention. But I think for certain things that are going on, long term wise, I feel like for certain projects and stuff like in the NFT space that art bubble is going to pop. And I think what it's going to do is going to vet out what's really considered good art and all these bullshit projects that are uh, capitalizing off this attention are going to get eliminated. I think, again, it goes back to the long-term play is the technology. I think that's the long-term play where 10 years from now, 15 years from now, the NFT tech is what's going to make money, right? How you use the technology embedded with smart contracts and authorizations and all that stuff, that's where the money's going to be at, the real money, long-term money. You know, and it goes back to what we said about the dot-com era. Everybody was investing in, 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 the doc, in, in that dot-com bubble. People were investing in other people's um, uh, projects um, or other people's businesses in dot-com. And what happened? A lot of it crumbled. It popped because there was so much attention and hype because people realized later on the money wasn't investing into these other, into these other people's uh, uh, projects or these other people's businesses in that dot-com. It, it was how can they utilize the internet for their own growth? How can they use like, the internet in other smart ways? As you can see now, what the internet's used for social media, you know, the Google search, you know, for information. For, that's, how you, that's the long-term wealth of the internet. But it wasn't investing into people's projects when everybody's like, oh, this is what it is for .com. That's where I see what it is for NFTs is what's the technology? That's where, that's where I see the future of the NFTs. No, and, and look, the NFTs, it's here to stay. That's what technology is going to here to stay. Oh, it's, it's, it's here. And it's I, it, Same thing with crypto. It, it's, and it's the here, metaverse and all that crap. Here to stay. But there's a bunch of different things that need to get addressed, like the gas fees. Look, if I'm buying an art that's like worth you know, maybe half an ETH, but yet my gas fee's crazy high. You know what I'm saying? That needs to be addressed because that's not... Well, I mean, those are things that they're trying to do now with, like, you know, some of these, um, you know, other coins that are coming out that have less, you know, less uh, fees or um, some contracts finding ways how they can drop the fees through some of the smart contracts. Um, so they're finding different ways that they can do that. But again, the problem is right now ETH is the most used coin in the world. Uh, when it comes to like being able to purchase different stuff, like ETH is the most pro popular one to be able to buy different things. Um, it's the one that's most uh, diversified. So, so what happens is okay. we're so dependent on ETH right now when it comes to NFTs. There is Solana where the gas fees are much lower, but with ETH, there's so much more people on, on the open sea where ETH is the primary. So people, what are they going to do? They're going to put their projects where there's the most attention. Right? You're going to put your money where the most attention is. So everybody's still dropping on ETH because that's the most attention. So, you know, I know there's things like ETH 2.0 coming out, stuff like that, where, you know, possible gas fees will be lower. And there's some other, other you know, things in the works. But, you know, it's one of those things where, where people are going to go where the attention's at. Okay, so what happens? Okay, now you, okay, now let's play, not even devil's advocate, but kind of because this is this is something that's going to happen right now where all these countries are start creating their own cryptocurrency the united states is going to get off of control their, they're going to get off of the currency what do you do now when the united states comes up with its own central banking coin is that going to replace ethereum is that going to be a more safer 
product to use. I think, I think what it's going to be, what I'm gonna, saying? it's going to be tricky. I think it's going to vet people out. I think you're going to have, again, you know, crypto is crypto. People are creating their own coins. It's going to keep going. People can create their own coins. I think what it's going to do is, what's it's going but I think what's going to do is, and that's the thing too, is what is the U.S. going to back, back it up? Or what are these countries going to back up the coin with, right? So I think what it's going to do is going to leave people to ask themselves, okay, do I want to be on this side or do I want to be on this side? And then I think we're going to see two different things happen. I think we're going to see people that are going to put a lot of their money into the country-backed coins, and then there's going to be people who are going to stay on the more decentralized factor where they might consider the, the coins from the countries not really decentralized. They're going to consider more centralized because there's con more control because of the government. Some people might want to stay on the decentralized. They'll keep staying there, right? At the end of the day, you know, there's only so much the government can come in and do with those decentralized coins. And, and at the end of the day, they're, they're almost free to do what they want, you know, these coins. Yes, there's ways to regulate in the sense of, like, um, putting things on taxes and stuff like that. They can help, you know, manipulate or shift things. But at the end of the day, they can't go in there and, and change up the blockchain. No, no. And it's not changing the blockchain, but when you have a currency like the United like, let's say the, the United States coin or whatever that comes out, the central banking coin, Yes, is you have decentralized options that you can use and people can print their own thing, but I think the back in the United States is something that people are gonna like a lot more than going with other than with another fiat coin. Because here's the thing, there are people who are like so tired of like being worried all the time where it's like, is this gonna be bad? Is this gonna be good? Should I invest? Should I not? Is my coin my coin safe? Is it not safe? I think there's a lot of people who are worried that they just don't want to worry anymore. And they rather have some regulation because at least they know their coin is protected. They know that their coin is not going to drop in value. Yeah. They know their coin is going to maintain value. So some people want that, which you're hearing stuff like that. But then there's other people who don't give a shit about that. They're like, I don't want any government controlling or having, or having uh, some kind of input onto my coin or manipulation on you know what my, my coin is worth or the the backings of my coins or whatever it is they decide to do with these coins, they want to have full control of the coin, right? So I think you're going to have, a, I think you're going to have two different classes of people, people who are going to be in favor of it and people who are not. And I think it's just going to be like that. That's my opinion. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's up to the companies how they want to be able to accept purchases. So if companies still decide to allow Bitcoin and ETH as purchases, well, people are going to keep using it because... The country cannot tell the country, company, hey, you can't take ETH. You can't take Bitcoin. They can do that. They can. They can. But what would that do? That would what would that do? That would create what? The United States... That would probably create a possible war. I don't think it's going to create any war. Not war, I'm, but you know what I mean? It's you know what I mean? It, it, it'll create a lot of problems. Yeah, it's not going to create anything. Look, I'm going to tell you right now. The population right now is so... Is so inoculated i highly doubt that they're gonna go right now and it's it's sad to say it i don't see our popular our, our generation the people even below us even younger are gonna go out there and actually protest unless it's something that's crazy i highly doubt that with the coins what i what i see what's gonna happen is the biggest issue and this goes back to what happened with roosevelt when roosevelt came into office i forgot what year it was they he passed a law where he made the gold standard he took us off the, the gold standard made owning gold illegal all right, I can see that the United States can say, hey, we are not going to trade in Bitcoin and Ethereum. You're going to use our currency, and if you don't use it, 
well, you're not going to be able to process transactions and move forward. The United States does it. The United States does it. There's an- I just think the problem is now, here's the problem. Yes, they can do it. But back then, information was very limited in how it could be spread out amongst the people around a country. And people were more manipulated before by a country than people are now. So the People problem- are even more manipulated now. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. People but- don't even know whether to take the vaccine or not. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. Yes, that's what no. I'm saying. But there's also a lot of. But here's the thing: there's a lot of more choice now. Before, people were a lot more. Hey, this is what it, this is what is completely said. This is what we're gonna do. Now it's like half and half, because you don't know what to believe in. So what I'm saying is basically, you're gonna get people now who, if you start seeing this, especially companies, you're gonna get companies who are profiting like crazy off Bitcoin, Ethereum. They're gonna be pissed if the country starts. If the country comes in and says, "Hey, you can't, you can't accept those payments anymore." So what, what are they gonna do? What's the company gonna do? The company no, can't it's not do what nothing. They, but I'm saying I think you're gonna have more of a. Uh, you're gonna have more discussions. You're gonna have more problems circulating. You're gonna have more uh, um, outreach. I believe there'll be some protests around it. I I truly believe there'll be protests around it. There'll be protests, but when look, man, people still use as much as crypto. Crypto right now is still in its infancy. Right. Oh, for sure. Bitcoin, I think, broke not too long ago a trillion-dollar market cap. I think you have Ethereum at like a $500 billion market cap. In the grand scheme of things, it's not that big. They well, don't have a for, huge for market. All we know, for all we know, all this crypto stuff was created from the government itself. Probably. Who knows? 100%. No one knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. For all we know, it's, it's, it's a game that they're playing with us, and they're testing it. That, and, and it very well could be. Look, or, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done here. People need to be understand this. If you're going into NFTs, it's highly speculative. The technology is definitely going to stay. We can agree that it's going to stay. Pay some attention, capitalize on some attention, but get yourself out. Don't. What I mean by that is, don't expect all these projects to be your end all, be all, to be your 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 your. If you're, putting, if you're putting your right? nest, your your whole life, your whole income, your nest egg in Be this. smart. If and the people, you're gonna get people. Oh, but I see other people doing it. Yeah, but here's the thing: there's a lot of other people who have money, and that's why they can do it, right? So they say, don't play with your ink. Don't don't play with money that you need to use to live. Play, with, play with house money. Play with extra money that you may have. Yeah, and that's it. If you have extra money, great. Test it. I do it. I'm doing it, but I'm not gonna risk my money that I need to survive or pay my bills or do other stuff to put it into something that is still not 100% going to give me a return. No, it's you not guaranteed. And there is no, no gar- guarantee. There is no guarantee. Well, at the end of no life, backing. there's no guarantee in anything, right? The, the, but there's a lot higher risk than in some This is all case, speculation, right? This is all spe- speculation. So at the end of the day, diversify your portfolio. That's it. Yeah. Invest in real estate. If you want to invest in some crypto, that's it. Get yourself an NFT or two that you like. Test it out. You know, invest in other business. Maybe invest in in, in other businesses that you know are more stable or that you know uh, that you believe in that you want to back up and you want to be able to you know profit off of and grow with. You know, there's so many other things you can invest in. Um, you know, and obviously we can go into stocks and we can go into other uh, uh, more conservative. Um, Places that, that you can put your money in that can be more of a long-term play for you over time that can compound. So put your money in different places. Grow your portfolio in different places. Places that are conservative and also places that are a little bit more high risk that can give you a bigger return if you know how to do it correctly. But study it. And I always recommend don't invest in something you don't know about. 
you don't know anything about it, don't invest in it until you learn at least something about it. Or you find somebody that can help you, that knows a lot about it. That's my biggest recommendation. I'm not going to invest in something I don't have no clue about. Look, man, it, people are, look, you're going to move your money around. It goes back to the point that you just made about being diversified. Being diversified, understanding what you're getting into. You know, it's speculation. This is what it is right now in the market. It's not a concrete product that's out there yet. There's a lot of years that need to be implemented into this. I think that NFTs are quickly going to evolve because of the way that NFTs operate. Everything's open source data, the information, 100%. We just need to be careful about it. Now, the one here that people are going to get shocked about is the coffee price. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, where should I drop my next $300 dinner? And what investment should I invest my $300 dinner into? I think you should, in, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I think the best investment you should do to, for your $300 dinner is to take me out to dinner. <laughs> Woo! Take me out to dinner, bro, and, and, and all expenses on you. I don't want to pay anything. Make that, make that investment on friendship. What am I getting out of this? Uh, a friendship. A loving friendship. A friendship that lasts. <laughs> a friendship that will last. I mean, put that 300 bucks in our friendship. Guys, this is what we call a decarado de mierda. Yeah, yeah, no, you're a decarado, man. 300 bucks? Bro, the guy looks at me, he's like, bro, Venmo me 20 bucks. Bro, you're dropping $300 like, like, like you're freaking P. Diddy at the club, bro. Oh, my God. Oh. But, hey, guys, it's the Miami lifestyle. Bro. What do you want, man? I love you too, bro. Look, going back to this topic about coffee right now. Yeah. Right? I'm about to go use the air fryer that you gave me the money. I bought Anthony a great air, air fryer. <laughs> Great air fryer. I hope he uses it. No, I'm, I'm gonna start saving 300 bucks. Yeah, yeah, man, you do it. <laughs> invite a invite a lady there to cook for you. Have oh somebody there God. cook. We, maybe we could we'll use it the next day. There you go. But uh, but yeah, Anthony actually had this topic that was interesting about uh, we we're talking about like, joking joking around about buying cars that are gas powered for investment. Yes. I love this topic. What do you what do you think about that? Look, I'm really honest. Some people might think otherwise, but this is my theory. I think now that we're moving into an age where we can all agree, electric cars are creating more. Uh, there's more attention around it. Still, it's not close to what people are saying. It's not still not close to what people are are making choices off of in the sense of picking a gas and electric. People are still picking gas way more than they are electric. It, there was a stat that just showed it. I was reading on it um, before we jumped onto this. But they're saying that 50 to 60, uh, like 50 to 60 percent of people are still picking gas. Um, and they're saying that the numbers still show that it's been consistent in the last five years. 60 percent people picking gas, picking gas, uh, that that's what they're rolling with. So 100 percent, look 10, 15 years from now. Electric will probably be the next dominator because I think the batteries are going to be so much better and you're going to have more places to go charge up. I'm, look, I'm going to tell you the truth. Not everybody has the money to drop on a $15,000 installment um, in their house. Let alone know people can't even buy a house. So the hell are they going to install their their, yeah, their, I mean, their, 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 their their charging stations? So that's number one. Then here's the other thing. Number two, sorry, number three is, I'm gonna, let's be honest. If I have to sit at the mall for 30 to 45 minutes to get a charge, I'm not going to do that. Not right now. At least I'm not going to do that. What about if you own a Toyota Corolla? Is that going to appreciate in value? No. That's like Toyota having... Corolla won't appreciate in value. But I will tell you this, is that as electric cars become more dominant, because they will in the next 10 to 15 years, and they start overtaking gas cars, the ones that are going to be 
game player and game changers are exotic cars. Cars oh, that are, because you look at these Lambos, these Ferraris, these Ashton Martins, these McLarens, you know, all these nice cars are going to be able to appreciate in value because now, first of all, they're making less of them or they're making no more of those in, 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 in a ton about gas wise. So what's going to happen? That value is going to appreciate because you're going to get some crazy, crazy car lovers who have money. And what are they going to do? They're going to come to you and be like, I want your gas car because they don't make any of those. And I'm going to give you double or triple what you pay for because that's rare now. They don't make those anymore. That's my thought. So you're going to get a lot of like car exotic collectible collectors who they'll go out there and they'll buy a lot of, they'll pay a lot of money for your gas car if it's one of the few remaining during an era where electric cars are taken over. Bro, you have a, a uh, you have an asset sitting in there in your house. So for anybody thinking about investing in cars right now, in the sense of like in the next, you know, I want to say from now to five years, my recommendation, at least I know I'm going to get, get at least one exotic gas car. Get yourself one exotic gas car. I really believe that in, in the next 10 to 15 years, that exotic gas car is going to at least double in price. Uh, maybe in, I would say more closer to 15 years when there's a bigger window of, of gas cars and electric cars. Dude, you look at California. They said, by, I think by 2033 or 2035, one of those, it was one of those years, they're making a, a, it's a law. You cannot drive gas cars anymore. You're forced to have an electric car. And that's literally, we're going to 2022. That's about 10 to 15 years. So that's why I'm saying this because it's 13 years away, 13 years. So you think California is going to be the other, the only one doing that? There's going to be other states doing that too. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to copy that. Not all states. I don't, you're going to see states like Florida, Texas, probably not going to do that, but you're going to see other states will do that. So you're going to see a demand in exotic gas cars are going to go up because now it's harder to obtain. And these car collectors will go in there and they'll snag those cars from you and they'll pay a nice penny for it. Yeah. Honestly, man. Brian, what gas car are you getting? I'm not getting none. Honestly, as soon as, te- as, soon as these electric cars are more out there, I'm not going to buy so any. So Brian's waiting. I'm going to get two. I'm going to get one electric, one gas. I'll drive your gas car. Or you drive me around in yours. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, they're going to make gas. If, if that's what they're doing, there's not going to be gas stations. So what are they going to do with the gas stations? Well, that's the, here's the thing. You're gonna you got to- money. You can get your own gas. What are you, you going to do? You're going to drill, drill oil in the, your backyard? No, but people, you can get gas imported, too. <laughs> Anthony, get out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they'll that- find a way. Trust me, when you have money, they'll find a no, way. No, when you have money, you can do whatever you Ryan, want. Brian, you're going to tell me. Let, and let, and you're going to tell me that collectors will not pay when they can't get access to gas car. Bro, there's a demand for those gas I'm cars. not saying they're I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying that I'm not going to do it. No, you're not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do I'm it. Gonna but do I'm going to at least buy one. Yeah. I think what ExxonMobil and all these guys should start doing is converting or putting a section of their gas station and cater to oh, the electric I agree. market. I agree. I agree. They're going to price down. I think right now they should. I think right now if. If electric wants to come and take, they need to start opening up electric stations. And I can see. And speed up the process of your why charge. I speed up see, the process. Because, bro, I'm going to tell you the truth. Anthony, if, you don't get that, even, if you don't get that charge under 10 minutes. Anthony, I cannot see. I cannot see. Look, right now the issue with those battery, those cars is the battery. That's number one. Number two, the gas monopoly, oil monopoly, they're not going to. As much as I just made that recommendation, they ain't going to do that. They don't want to no, speed that progression. No. They're going to write it out as much as they can. 
Error number two, the United States gets a large, large portion of their taxes from gas. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know it, you get taxed on your gas. So what's going to be the next tax? Because think about it, people want to jump into an electric car. What's the next? Because I'm looking at it holistically. If they're taxing you on gas, they're now they're going to tax you. Charge. No, not per charge. Yeah, maybe. Or they're going to tax you. This is the one I've, I've heard. They're going to tax the you miles. per mile. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to tax you per mile. A dollar per mile. Anthony, they're not going to tax you a dollar <laughs> per mile, bro. I heard something. You pay that tax. Look it up. Let's look it up right now. No, man. I'm not going to look anything up because I know they're not taxing a dollar per mile, man. Get out of here. <laughs> Don't troll the audience because you're going to hear everybody here anxiety. Look, all I know, all I know, they say you're going to pay a pretty penny. A pretty penny. Nah, it's not going to be a dollar. No, it's not going to be a dollar. But people are not going to. But you are going to pay. You're going to pay a decent amount for taxes in your car for miles. If that gets approved, or the next tax that comes out is going to be an internet tax. So what do you do? You get a flying car. Yeah, they, they're out there. The one I'm interested in is if they start taxing the internet. They, I don't think they found a way to do it yet. They've been talking about that for a long time. Yeah, they haven't found a way to do it, but that's going to come. If you got to replace. People are not thinking about it like that. If, you're losing revenue. The United States is a business. If you're cutting its revenue on gas, it something needs to get replaced. Either internet or mileage tax or, you know, a breathing tax. Every breath of air you're always going to get hit. They're always going to find a way to hit somewhere. It's, it's just part of life. The they're United States was founded on people that didn't like to get taxed. And now I see more than ever people want to get taxed for everything. The, the country was literally, we literally went to war because the English government started taxing us and we said we don't want to get taxed. Yep. And now everybody here wants to get taxed. Wants to get taxed. Everybody wants to get taxed. crazy. Isn't that crazy, man? Ryan, what do you think? I think the best person that manages their money, the, the, best, the best entity is yourself. I'm going to tell you right now, you leave your money to the government, they're going to spend it on random stuff and they have people there that I'm telling you right now, as much as you think that they're looking out for your best interest, they are. They might not be spending the money correctly. Yeah, and that's why I say too, make sure if, if, if you are getting, if you're paying in taxes, I at least want to live in a place where I know they're putting my taxes to use. Yeah. My roads are getting fixed. My, my city is clean. I'm going to look at that. So depend, look at where you live too. Because that will tell you a lot on how they're spending your taxes. That's going to want to make you decide, hey, if my taxes are going to this bullshit, well, I'm moving. Well, look, I live in California. California, you get taxed so much. And if you're a resident of California, and it's funny, you can have a homeless person on the sidewalk, put a, a tent in front of your house, you can't kick them out. And I laugh so much because, like, very the ultra-wealthy and all these other people in, in, in these uh, places, they're like, oh, tax, tax, tax. Yeah, of course it's easy for you because you, you live in a gated community. You don't experience what the middle class in these areas feel. But I've had clients that we worked with that tell us, hey, if a person puts a tent in front of my house, I cannot kick them out. Right. So what are your tax dollars going for? Exactly. 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 So what, what would you say, opinion-wise, what do you say is the solution to a lot of these issues? Vote, vote, and vote. That's your solution. We live in a democracy. We don't live in a totalitarian society. We don't live in communism. Speaking vote. of voting, I'm going to give the biggest piece of advice to everybody listening out here. This is my thoughts on voting. If you're moving from one state or one city to another city, please don't vote the way you were voting in your old city because there's a reason why you left there in that state and city for mm -hmm. the first place. 
because you were tired of it to then come over to a new one and do the same shit again. Yeah. If you're coming over to another place, be smart on now how you're voting because you're only introducing those political views and those agendas into a place that you were trying to avoid and just seek a new life. So be smart on how you're voting. That's my opinion. And if you know you're going somewhere else, then you also know what you're getting yourself into. All right? And possibly that vote of yours might get tarnished because if everybody's living with it, it's because they decide that's how they want to live. That's just my opinion. Yeah. So for, I'm just saying out there for a lot of people who are coming to other places because they want to avoid things, be smart on how you vote when you come to these other places that are giving you certain opportunities. Be smart how you use that voting power. Yeah, man, 100%. And on that note, I think we could end the podcast right Boom. there. Boom, that's right. Guys, if you got value, if you learned something, um, if you're more educated, um, and you feel that we're driving tremendous information to you guys through these topics or these trends, we appreciate it if you drop a like, comment, share this video, show us some love, leave re a review, leave a rating, because the more love you show us, the more love we can show back. Guys, till next time on the Sweat It Out podcast.